0: I mean, like we have a dream team. I can't, I won't say it enough. Um, so Christy, what do you think about like, like the future, like looking at what we've done, the 100 companies, what does that mean to you? And what do you think about the future of Backstage? Not i ask Brittany the same.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the 100, com- our 100th investment is really important to me personally. Um, when we first met, we talked about, I think there were about maybe 10 investments that you had made at that point i had been or maybe 12 and i didn't i knew arlen from social media but i didn't know arlen right so i was like what is arlen about what is she working on and she said to me at that time i'm going to make 100 investments in underestimated founders by 2020 and i said to myself like i want to be a part of that uh, being, getting capital into the hands of 100 founders that are building companies means that you can make change across the whole ecosystem because when you invest in diverse founders, you, see, you recoup those investments in several different ways. There's the, the return on financial investment from the investors, but you solve so many of the problems that we see, not just in tech, but in society. So for example, there's a, a big problem with diversity in recruiting. And when you invest in a diverse team at the top, diversity begets diversity, so then they go on to hire more diverse candidates in all areas of the business. Um, investing in founders, diverse founders, also helps to solve some of the, the wealth issues that we have in terms of income inequality, because the people that make the most amount of money when there's an exit are the people with the highest stake on the cap table, which are the founders. And then those people go on to invest in the next set of tech companies. And so by solving this one problem, you can then create this change across an entire ecosystem, and then across the society. So I knew then, after that one moment when I first met Arlen, that she was out to change it all, not just to invest in a few companies. And I thought to myself, like, how can I be a part of this? And so uh, we're a little bit ahead of schedule, Um, about a year and a half ahead of schedule. We just made our hundredth investment. And now the question is, um, what's next for Backstage? And my answer is, it's what we've already done and then some. Because we will not be finished until our hundred companies that we've invested in, until we've helped them succeed. And then also, how can we take what we've learned and turn that into the next level of change that we want to see in the world.
2: Welcome back to the second series of InspireFest, the podcast. I'm Anno D, I'm the founder of InspireFest, which takes place in Dublin every summer over three days. Yes, it's a conference, but it's also a festival, and above all, it's an experience for professionals who are intrigued, like we are, about the future of everything science and technology. In this series, you get to hear the conversations backstage between Claire O'Connell and Shauna Boyle and some of our speakers on themes from everything from robotics to artificial intelligence, from space research to health tech, from augmented reality to the blockchain. We talk to founders and investors. And of course, we have our experiments in arts and technology. And hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, why not come along and meet us in real life in Dublin? Every year we have attendees from about 40 countries. You simply book your tickets at inspirefest.com. It's our fifth birthday in 2019, so we wanted to do something nice for our podcast listeners. So we've created a discount code just for you. Go to inspirefest.com and enter the code inspirepod nineteen. It's time to crack on with this episode. But before we do, I just want to take a moment to thank the Digital Hub for being our anchor sponsor once again for this series of InspireFest, the podcast. The spark for InspireFest grew out of our home here at the Digital Hub four years ago, so it's a pretty fitting partnership. The Digital Hub is based in the Liberties in the heart of Dublin city. It's a collaborative space and it's home to lots of technology and digital media companies, but it's more than just an office. Why not visit thedigitalhub.com to find out more? Now, let's get on with this episode.
3: Hello, I'm Claire O'Connell, and as Anne mentioned, you'll hear from me and from Sean O'Boyle during this second series of the podcast. Sean and I spent a couple of days hanging out backstage at InspireFest 2018, and we had conversations with some of the speakers just after their talks. If you listen to the first series of the podcast, you will have heard our first conversation with Arlan Hamilton. Arlan is the founder of Backstage Capital. Backstage is a venture capital fund and Arlan created it because less than 10% of all venture capital deals go to women, people of colour and LGBTQ founders. Already, Backstage has invested more than $4 million in 100 companies led by underrepresented founders or as Ireland calls them, underestimated founders. These are founders that identify as one or more of the following, person of color, woman, or LGBTQ. And to give one example of the numbers we're talking about, the industry average for investing in people of color is 1%. At Backstage, it's 80%. So here's Sean's conversation with Ireland and the Backstage team.
4: Okay, welcome everyone.
3: Hi. Thank you. Thank you for
4: um, joining us and for the Inspire Fest podcast. <laughs> yeah, <Hey>! caught. <Cut>. I I think we should start. Well, Arlen, if you would first of all introduce yourself um, and just your title really quickly, and then sure. we'll come back and speak to you. Sure.
0: I'm Arlen Hamilton. I'm the director. That's not what I am. I <laughs> <laughs> customer, customer service director here at. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, and the co-founder of Backstage Studio.
4: Now, I want to, because this is audio, and we want to get a sense of the amazing, you know, team that are here, and how many people are here. I want everyone, if you're okay with it, to say your name and what you do at Backstage. Each Maybe one starting one. everyone, Woo! yeah. Maybe starting over here. Name and
3: title.
5: Anastasia Tarpey Ellis. I support our platform.
3: Jessica Porik. I'm a uh, LP.
6: Dale Johnson, I'm um, on the Dillflow team.
7: Lisa Tia. I'm part of Backstage Studio Partnerships.
2: Mm. Faye Hayes, I'm an engineer. Goodbye, Lewis, I'm an engineer. Diane Cherez, a web series producer.
3: Megan Byron, uh, Arlen's executive assistant and project manager.
0: Earlene Sams. gave birth to Arlen. <laughs>
1: And I'm Greer and Gonga, and I'm on the DealFlow team. Lolita Taub, headliner, Fund One. Jamie Briggs, I'm on the operations team.
4: Brian Landers, design principal.
1: Hi, I'm Christy Pitts. I'm Ireland's business partner and co-founder at Studio. Tara Carter, uh, partner.
5: Amaya Shepard, I'm on the deal flow team.
8: Uh, Chacho Valadez, I'm Ireland's investment apprentice.
5: Hi, I'm Brittany Davis, director of the deal flow
8: team. Antonio Altamirano, uh, partner with Backstage.
5: Rebecca Altamirano, partner with Backstage. Yay! We know our
8: names. <laughs> That is the end of our interview.
4: Thank you so much for coming. I think the sun is going down. Arlen, how has this team grown since we spoke to you last year?
0: Uh, I, uh, three times. It's three times the size, I would I would say, uh, roughly. I think we're around seven full and part-time the last time I saw you about a, a, week, I mean, sorry, a week ago. A I year ago. Gone. And it, it has grown. I mean, you know, it's still... To me, it's, uh, it's a wonderful group. I just think that, you know, we do so much work and I think we do the, the work of, like, twice the size here. So I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't have a few more uh, uh, in the next few months.
4: And so it reflects the scale of what you're doing in Backstage Capital. But what about... Have have you added lots of new skills to the team? Yeah, time. Like,
0: I mean, it? a great example is like the deal flow team because for the first half of our portfolio, we just announced that we invested in our hundredth company uh, since September of 2015. So for the first half of that or two thirds of that, it was just me getting email inbound or going out and looking, and then taking all of that and figuring out what, what to do with that. And now we have a full team um, that is is continuing to grow from within and um there's there's so much that's added when you do that because you have you know we want to practice what we preach and what i preach is like diversity of thought diversity of your know, profile and experience so it, 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 there comes a point where it can't just be me making these decisions or it, it actually runs afoul of my own core beliefs so having so many people um, with fantastic backgrounds and diverse backgrounds, working on the deal flow team has only added to the value of what we do. And I think we're—I think we're being. Um, it seems like we're growing fast, but I think we're being very—we're uh, we're reacting to what is actually needed rather than trying to build faster than we, we've been asked to build. If that makes sense.
4: How, so one of the reasons I'm really excited to see you again is that this time last year yeah. uh, we interviewed you, and yesterday. I somehow managed to make my way onto the InspireFest stage and talk
0: about
4: about a project that I've been working on that literally started the day that I spoke to you. So it was, I work in science and science communication, and I set up a a network for LGBTQ plus scientists here in Ireland. Mm. And we've since grown and become a network called House of STEM. And now we're working with international groups to do the first to organize the first international day for lgbt plus people who work in stem around the world so it started because you said something um in our interview and it really struck me it was that you were are not afraid to hear people say no that you know it's a numbers game that you just know you might need to knock on 99 doors um to before you hear somebody say yes so that First of all, thank you, because that literally made me march up after our interview (laughs) to the VIP lounge and find somebody from Science Foundation Ireland and say, I need to talk to you about this thing. And so it started that day. So I want to ask you about beyond the people who you financially invest in, how do you think backstage capital has influenced other people who suddenly see themselves reflected in the Mm. kind of people that you're investing in?
0: I think you said it. So I, I think we are a mixture, uh, are, are part of a mixture of Superman, Sesame Street. Um, th- then what I mean by that, and maybe not so much on the Sesame Street side, but what I mean by that is that there have, there have just historically been so many role models for uh, young, white boys whether or not they look at them you know that's a whole different story there's a there's a definitely a group of, of white men who feel disenfranchised but there's they've always at least had this role model and i think that w- the work that we're doing is helping to just make more and more examples of people and so the representation is so important and if we can um you know do what we're doing and 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 we talked about this today like amplify what we're doing and we're already starting to see it, so people will come up to us from all walks of life, and from all, literally from like all walks of life, and say that they, kind of what you just said, like they were, they were inspired to do something, whatever, it may not have to do with um, starting a fund or doing directly what we're doing, but they're inspired to do something because they, they feel a little bit less alone or a little bit less on, on their own in this world. And if we have something to do with that, which I, I'm starting to see that we may, that is, you can't put a value on that. You can't put a value on the check. The check is actually just the is just the the cost of entry into into getting you know uh, into the into the room. But I think we're we're making our own space there.
4: Has anyone here started working for Backstage because they felt represented by the company? Would anyone like to say anything about it?
7: Yeah. Hey. Um- no, Yeah, I think one of the things that struck me about Arlen, um, particularly when I met her, is that she was very intentional about the direction that she was going. And then I met Christy, and the way that they talk about um, who they want to fund. And it's not even so much about just who they want to fund as much as it is funding high-quality companies with diverse founders, right? Because you typically in the marketplace hear that you can't have diverse founders who have high quality companies, and we've disproven that theory. Um, and so it's just, it's exciting to me to see somebody that looks like me, um, that's that's always represented the way that I think, and now I'm seeing it in the marketplace come to fruition, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's it. That's it right there. Somebody
4: said on stage, I was listening only to the audio in the bathroom. It was very glamorous. Uh, (laughs) That was the best speaker, that they feel like they're here for the start of something, that this is just the beginning. Was that that you?
5: Yeah. Tell me a little more
4: about that. Why do you feel that this, I mean, hopefully it is. Yeah.
5: So I mean, diverse founders are out there. And it's unfortunate that they are underrepresented. But there are women, there are people of color. LGBTQ founders that are starting companies in the thousands. You know, I was one of them. There's plenty that I know, plenty that we've funded, but we're just funding the, like a small percentage. Mm-hmm. And I get to see the amount of founders that come to us and honestly quite humbled at the number of high quality entrepreneurs that seek us out at this point for uh, funding. And seeing that volume, I know that we're just kind of tapping into the surface that there's much more. And if we can start funding these companies, like I said, we can only probably do a smaller percentage of the imo- the whole amount that are out there. Other VCs, other people will start to look at um, also funding um, high quality entrepreneurs that are uh, in these uh, underrepresented backgrounds and then it's kind of changing the whole ecosystem so that these people will no longer be underrepresented within um, tech and starting companies and VC as well. So,
4: Is yeah. it moving more quickly than you thought it might Arlen? You know, do you think or, or did you know it would move this quickly once you got started? I don't
0: know if I had an image of what it would look like. I think I was so focused on there's just got to be you know funding for these founders and like there has to be these checks written for anybody to be taken seriously you know beyond a blog post um, that I really wasn't imagining what everything else around it would look like And so, i I didn't have the expectation of it being I didn't think that people would know my name. I thought that very specifically founders would get to know my name because that was the point. but I didn't think it was going to be like this at all. So all of it is far exceeding. so it's not faster because I didn't even know it would happen to begin with.
4: And has this year, because you've been you know on startup with gimlet and you've had your own podcasts and video series yeah. and like you've become really as a company and as an as a person really well known over the last year particularly Mm -hmm. how has that been maybe for the members of the team who work in that that area
0: you know brian has been here a long time i'd like to hear from brian on this.
4: there's been a parallel evolution of our podcast just like our organization this crew that's here in this room today um in addition to the companies that we're featuring on our podcast which are headliners we call them um the companies we invest in um so part of the you know point of the podcast is to show these founders as the can I say badass yeah. all right I just did so the badass <laughs> founders that they are the remarkable uh, people leaders um, innovators that they are um, in addition to kind of documenting backstage's story and Arlen's story and Christie's story now um, so the podcast has evolved to kind of encompass all of that um, and it's also been a bit bit of fun and ruckus silliness along the way too um, like reacting to the Gimlet podcast, for instance. Go check those ones out. The Bootstrap VC is the name of the podcast. Check it out. Um, you did something really, really lovely recently, Arlen. You had a pot of money that you give out to people on Twitter who just mm-hmm. wanted to really like simple but meaningful things for them. Can sure. you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yes. So um, I received a, a few thousand dollars from the estate of my father, who passed away about two and a half years ago. And it was modest amount, and um, I I did a few things with it. And one of the things I wanted to do was just I like catalyzing things, like when you tell me that something I said made you go and do something. Like that—that's probably my greatest joy is catalyzing other people, whether people know it or not. You know. So, like one of the things I wanted to do was I said I wonder what would happen. I know how much. $500 would have meant to me three years ago, like how much it would have done for just my life or just like doing something towards something, so I said, I wonder what it would be like if I, if I use some of this money to just gift or grant $500 to 10 people that I didn't know, like that were just online that saw this tweet, so I put it out there, and I asked, you know, what would five hundred dollars do for you if, you know, it doesn't? Ha- I don't, ha- I don't get to dictate what you use it for, but something that's, you know, doing something. And um, this w- this actress named Melissa Milano, who used to play Sam on Who's the Boss, and was on Charmed and Project all Runway all, these, all Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she saw it, and she's like, she saw it somehow, and she's like, you know, count me in. I got another five hundred for you. And then she, she when she retweeted it. Uh, Deborah Messing, who plays Grace on Will and Grace, yes, Uh, she retweeted it too. So I ended up having 1,500 or more responses. And the responses were not like, oh, I want to, you know, I want new rims or I want, (laughs) like, I want, you know, something. It was like amazing. Like, it was, I will take this and I will teach the man that's living under the bridge down from my house how to. Like cook on this thing so he can have food for the rest of the year. Like all these incredible things. This woman really struck out, stuck out to me. She wanted to have a party at um, an elderly home because she's like, a lot of times they don't have parties and so I'll go there and I'll spend it. So it was people who were thinking of I'll spend this on something else that is that has a bigger impact. And it were people who were saying, hey, I just want 500 will pay for the remainder of my coding school so that might get me a gig, you know. And so we did so we turned, um, um this uh, projectcover.org, which is the website, we turn that into an actual nonprofit. We have a fiscal sponsor. I co-founded it with Brian and Diane, who are here on the team, and it's our personal project that we work on. And now we have um, people who donate, and we've been able to do um, a couple dozen of these since February. We'll continue to do it. A couple of awesome, you know, where are they now? It's like one woman, it's a black woman who loves cosplay. Is that how you say it? Cos- yeah. Cosplay. And she, um, so she likes to go to things like Comic Con or that type of thing and dress up, and it just really stirs her soul. And she wasn't able to go to this big event that she was wanting to go to. So with our 500, that helped like close out the need that she would have. And so she, for her, it's like she went to it. She got a lot of like even in the tweet, like she got a lot of responses of people who were like you know you can come to ours and you can do this and so it kind of really changed the game for her it kind of elevated what she did and and she um, she says it changed her life and I have to dig a little deeper and find out why um, but I think that's so cool um, and the way there was a woman who had has MS so she was she had to for some reason give away her Cello. cello and so we, say, we, so, yeah. <laughs> so we got her a cello yeah. Yeah. and she's you know sent a picture of her you know holding the cello and i'm just like
4: i'm gonna cry again oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so sweet it was it so just a,
0: like all sorts of things yeah. and then this other woman this the latest is someone wrote and said hey you know you, you remember you did this in february Well, i just finished the coding school and now i got a job at like what was it jp morgan J. Yeah, yeah jp morgan mm-hmm. i got a sk- job so mm-hmm. it's these things that like um, I'm really fascinated by things that don't ha- that don't stop when you when you put the money in you know because I don't have a ton of m- personal money, but like that impact, if that kind of has a ripple effect, that's worth more. And it's kind of like the mentality of an investor. I want my one dollar to act as 10. So that's what I try to focus on even in our in our um, ph- philanthropic efforts.
4: And I think that really reflected the work that you do in backstage and showed people that, Sometimes small changes yeah, exactly. can have a huge impact. Exactly. Is it? Would anyone like to say anything about what it's like to work backstage, or maybe mention some of the companies that you support? If anyone has Let's one that they like the to dirt. talk about. <laughs> well, who is the most annoying
3: person to work with? <laughs> I'm
2: not going to get into that. No, but so. Um,
3: so we're from Tangello and
6: we've been, around, we're, we've been around for 10 years or 11 years now and we've always been 100% underrepresented um, uh, talent the, the entire time. And we've been able to bring in a handful of entrepreneurs of color and, um, and do what we want to you know, do that. But, and that's completely our mission and vision. But when we were able to do this joint venture with Backstage, we were able to, we're, the potential to scale is just it's just boundless you know like we can do we can do so much more and that's why we were so excited about this because um because it's you know we were we were we've been doing some great work for over a decade but we can just do so much more and be so much bigger by, by coming together and joining forces and so that's why we're so excited about
0: it. Thank you. and i know it's hard to get over here but can you get to Chachu and amaya because i know they have opinions oh, yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the work that we do at backstage is really important and I think the finding that, that common thread throughout all of us is, is, is so powerful. And as a, I'm a former foster youth and I've always found that when people have given me money, I have run with it. So the idea of being an investor and being on this side, knowing the impact of capital as a service and knowing what people can do with it has been so powerful. And I'm just so excited to be on the team every day because we work with really incredible headliners. Like the companies that we serve and that we see too are amazing, but the companies that are actually in the Backstage 100 have so much capability. And the fact that we get to showcase them as a look into what it would look like showing representation, I think that is so important because I think having Arlen as this super VC it could be seen as she's the only one doing this, but there are so many other people who are doing it and having that one person be like an image, also it just helps other people come in back of.
8: One thing that really strikes me about Arlen and Christy too is just the amount of energy and effort and resources they put to develop you as a person, just Mm -hmm. in life in general, outside of business, but especially in your career. Um, and that's so, so rare to find, especially in venture capital, especially in, like, any sort of corporate setting. And that's really what draws in all this great talent. And we're so collaborative. And that doesn't mean we're, it's always, like, uh, what is it, roses and daisies. Um, sure. It's like we, we were just talk in a meeting today, and we were arguing about stuff. So, um, you know, it's, uh, but that's, that's really, really... Um, special and important and it's a good tip for other leaders out there
4: thank you so much this has been a dream to have you all here and cool. to have you back and to hear the growth and success of backstage yeah. capital it's been amazing
0: thank you yeah and we, we want to say like we really are enjoying our time in Ireland and in Dublin like yeah. we really this yeah. has been very uh, hospitable to us and um you know we brought 20 plus out including mothers and all sorts of friends and it's just been really wonderful. Yeah. Should we like
4: shout you out? Like,
0: oh, yeah, we are.
6: to It's gonna be loud. Alright, alright, it's so going loud. One. Three, two, one, Inspire Fest! <laughs>
8: This is my first time here at Inspire Fest, and I heard everyone saying it was different and exceptional, but I didn't really believe them because a lot of people say that about a lot of conferences, but I came here and at the the speakers are amazing and they touch on subjects that are very different uh, like accessibility, LGBTQ and how to be more inclusive and diverse and it was really, really amazing. I recommend it. Most conferences drive to have a diverse set of speakers InspireFest truly does that. You've got people from all different communities on stage. 65% women, which is amazing. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the one thing that really inspires me.
3: I love just the whole variety of different talks on various things. So sometimes it, things just come up that you don't expect. And the things maybe you weren't expecting to really like and they were really, really interesting. Well, I keep coming back as the third year. It's uh, I love to hear stories and you know how people are making impact. It's very inspiring. It's really, really, really nice just to be in a place that's full of other passionate and enthusiastic people.
5: Um, and I really find that I leave Inspirefest with a lot more energy than I came with.